Welcome to Connecting the Dots, the podcast where we share our stories from the battlefield of consulting. I'm your host, Johnny Hill. Hey, I'm Phil Gambling. Hi, I'm Bruno Risa. Hey, I'm Karim Jamal. Today we're talking about imposter syndrome and how you're probably not the only person who struggles with feeling unqualified or even like you're somehow a fraud. It's a really important topic and one that we're particularly passionate about. So let's get started. So starting off, we should probably define what we mean by imposter syndrome, because I think it may or may not be kind of a newer term that's becoming more and more commonly used. So just from a quick Google search, uh, this is the definition I got. It says imposter syndrome, which is also called perceived fraudulence, involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence. Uh, It often sticks around despite your education, expertise, or accomplishments. And as a result of feeling that way, you might often work yourself harder, sometimes maybe too hard to the point where you burn out um, because you're trying to achieve an impossible standard. So I think just on that note, it's a super common thing. Like, I don't know anyone who hasn't like, when I brought it up said, oh yeah, I've, I totally feel the same way. Yeah. I think I I feel the same way. You know, I'm, I am well into my career but i all of us on this call have all identified with it and uh very few people ever seem to give me a confused look when i when you know you mentioned that term and i like that term perceived fraudulence that's also just a good description of it because it's just uh yeah i mean it's like there's no reason for any of us on this call to think we are not capable at our jobs but um you know that doubt will creep in to the even the most senior uh, engineers and developers and designers in the world. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's extremely common. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's hard to detect also, even for yourself, probably you're, you're uh, feeling like self-doubt when you approach a new problem and that can grow up and become really a problem if you keep, um, feeding that feeling without even notice. So you need to be aware of, of your mental health, I think, mm-hmm. when you are working on these kind of things um, that require you to be really focused on something and, and sharing your results with many people. So um, I think we, we probably need to accept that we are not uh, Einstein all the time. <laughs> probably you can have like a great idea uh, someday and really dumb ideas the rest of the day. <laughs> So uh, just live with that and, and try to, to um, get the best out of, of, of every day. Like part of the issue is just everyone is, you, you always see what the positive, everyone's putting their best foot forward most of the time, you know, especially on like social media. And so you're, you're taking in all the great things you saw yeah. and it's very easy to filter out all the mistakes people made, or you, like you said, you can't detect it. Cause I'm not going to go around advertising where I screwed up day to day, Exactly. Right? You know, but I will love to be like, Oh yeah, I really nailed it on this one thing. So you're hearing this from, you know, tens or hundreds of people a day. And then yeah. it just look. And so you kind of almost create this like perfect ideal of like, well, everyone else seems to just be like so successful. I mean, heck, go to, go to hacker news any day and you will feel incompetent but no it's like people spent hours months weeks you know like 
lot of time on these things that they're now showing off. It isn't like they just said, no, I just woke up today and like, I'm going to, you know, implement this brand new library and that's not happening day to day, but you're reading about it, consuming it. And it's probably, you know, is it getting worse because we are now so aware of all these accomplishments, whereas, you know, rewind decades or a hundred years, you wouldn't know like what's Mm -hmm. going on on a daily basis. It's like social media, right? I mean, what's what's the key to unhappiness? Comparison. Uh, and the same thing drives, you know, imposter syndrome. So you're on a meeting one day and you're talking about something. And then the next meeting, a couple of days later, someone's like, okay, I solved it. And look how elegant the solution is. And you're like, oh man, I couldn't have done that. You know, he did great. He must be really smart and I'm not. But what you're not seeing, as Phil said, is like the hours and hours of freak out they probably had and, you know, own self-doubt that they went through until they finally got through that block and came up with a nice solution and uh, then presented it, right? And so this is one thing that social media tends to really highlight, right? Is like, you're only seeing all the positive things of everyone uh, for the most part, but all the other stuff going on underneath the covers underneath the you know the sea level um you're not really seeing what's going on there with them and they're suffering through their own types of problems as well so understanding that if this is a common issue and everyone goes through it is sort of the first step in really uh you know accepting it yeah i think i think it's interesting to note that like it's really common to see like these awesome projects that someone did after hours on the side that you know, they just finished and published and they're seeing about it on Twitter. I think that can really create like this unhealthy attitude that, oh, it's not enough for me to work my day job and then spend time with my family or my friends. I have to have a side hustle. I have to be productive. I have to always be like putting in 110%. And I think, you know, it needs to be said, like there are seasons in life where that's just not a thing. Like (laughs) whether because it's not healthy or it's just not realistic, or your job is particularly taxing and your brain is just fried at the end of the day, it's okay to not say, cool, I finished my work for the day. Now I'm going to go work on my side project. Like not everyone needs a side project. Not everyone needs a side hustle. And just because you're not constantly pushing yourself to grow or learn in those ways, doesn't mean that you're not growing and learning. It just means that this isn't the time in your life where that makes sense or where that's realistic and that's okay. Yeah, I, I like that description of yeah, thinking about seasons of life too, because that is almost another form of imposter syndrome that creeps in as I've gotten older and I have kids and family responsibilities. And I look back at these, these young whippersnappers who are able to put in all that extra time to build all these amazing things. I'm like, wow, I wish, you know, I wish I could do that. But no, you know, like we don't really advertise that, hey, maybe just being a good dad is also an accomplishment. That doesn't kind of get, especially in like, you know, I'm not going to put that out on Twitter, you know, tech Twitter. I'm not going to put it on your resume. Yeah. Right. Like, like no, that. spent, you know, was, was there at dinner time? was, you know, put, right. was present with his family. Like it's not an accomplishment that gets broadcast, but is, is, should equally be important, you know? Yeah. And I think that this whole thing about comparison that Karim was mentioning before, I, I believe in, in, from two fronts. First, I, I personally, I really try to be really aware of the people that I'm working on because I, I think that I am the small fish on the tank all the time. So, and that's my, my, my idea. 
I want that. So I, I'm really look up to, to all the people that work with me. The key thing that I do is I try not compare, but just to observe how people work every day um, and try to learn from them. But it was a time that it was really a struggle because I, I, I feel a huge gap between my abilities and the people that work with me. And I had to um, work on that to not be a problem because it, it was hard um, at the beginning. Yeah, kind of, kind of like what you were saying about comparison. It makes me think like comparison can also lie to you and make you think, oh, well, because I'm more junior and I'm working with these smarter people, they must never make mistakes. And, you know, I have to know everything to measure up. Otherwise, like I'm going to be in over my head. And I, th I think it's important to remember, like everyone's in over their head in some way or another. Like, even if you know exactly what you need to do for a specific client or a specific project, there's going to be some element that's like, oh, well, I'm working with different people that I haven't worked with before. Or there's something, a wrench gets thrown in the mix and something goes wrong. Like, I don't think there's ever any project that doesn't have some kind of a hiccup or a mistake. And like, that's okay. It's okay to own up and say, oh yeah, that could have gone better. That could have been different. And like, everyone is constantly improving just because you're with someone who's more senior than you or, or knows more about react than you doesn't mean that they're like the be all end all of productivity and expertise in their career. Like they're still learning just like you are. Yeah, very few people are sort of masters of everything, right? Uh, each, each person has some areas where they're really good and some areas where they're lacking. And it's, uh, you know, the people you're working with might be good at something that you're comparing yourself with. But hey, you might actually be better at something else that maybe hasn't come up yet or, you know, uh, you, you haven't had a chance to reveal yet. And I think one area uh, this comes up on is... And is like so you you know you're working for a product company for years and years and you become the guy who really knows that software that your team is working on so you got all this domain knowledge and the new people will come to that and look at you the expert like oh well they're just amazing this person's really amazing at career no they just put the time in on this very specific domain so it gives the illusion that they're just this master but like you know you throw them on to any other new project they're going to be the same boat you are uh, feeling unfamiliar and having to learn. And um, I feel like that's actually one area for myself where Xpiro and joining a consulting company where we naturally have changed projects more frequently has actually helped me with my own imposter syndrome because kind of twofold, like I've had to more frequently go through that cycle of like, oh, it's a new project. This is the one where they're going to figure out I'm a fraud, you know, and it's all going to fall apart. And like, I think like you said, Johnny, yeah, every project had its problems and the early stage is full of doubt. It's like blank canvas. You're not really sure what's going to happen, but eventually you get through it, you get a groove. And then it's like, you know, then it becomes like, oh, this is no big deal anymore. And now we change projects and go through it all over again. <laughs> and I've gotten the opportunity to just work with like every year here, like from the get go, work with like really like talented people. And I have to sit and ask myself, like logically, these people I, I respect and think are amazing they have not found me out yet. It's been five years now. So maybe, just maybe, I'm doing okay. And it's not, you know, imposter syndrome is just in my in my head. I definitely noticed over the years coming here, it has reduced to more of a lower simmer, you know, not of this mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm just faking it to get there. It's like, no, these people are not all idiots either. So like, I think that's been a, I don't know, maybe that's a cure, join a consulting company. <laughs> just like, except, except well, like, we are yeah. hired. 
Yeah, we are hiring. Well, it, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Like when you work with really smart people, it's easy to compare and say, oh man, they know so much more than me. But it's also like, well, yeah, you kind of want people who are smarter than you to push you. Like if, if you recognize that you have areas you need to grow, that's a good thing. If you're, if you're in a spot where you're like the guy who knows everything and does everything, you're probably going to get bored and you're probably going to get tired of people always asking you what to do. So it's like, it's more uncomfortable in some ways, but being in a position where you're realizing, oh, there are people here who know things that I don't know and that you can learn from them. Like that's a really good and healthy place to be if you're insecure about your career, because it's like, that's a place where you can actually grow instead of you're stagnating. Yeah. Well, just to adding what you say, Johnny, and I think that that's great. And as a best approach you can take for your career, but you need to be careful because it can, can be hard sometimes. And then if you're not aware of your mental health and how you are feeling about things, how far you can push yourself, you can, you can get hurt. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good thing to kind of focus in on for a minute is that, yeah, it, it is like a mental health thing and it is a bit of a spectrum. Like there's, there's a certain level of healthy humility around being honest about what you do and don't know and what you are and aren't good at. But yeah, it can really easily kind of turn into this twisted, like constantly doubting yourself constantly. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get fired any day now because they're going to find out that I don't know as much about React as Phil does. And I've actually never you know, worked on these kinds of things or, you know, whatever it may be. But like, like you were saying, like it's, it's a spectrum of kind of recognizing where is the line where it starts to become a, a concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even more, uh, you know, thinking about, hey, I feel that I'm not smart enough, or are you to the point where you're fearing for your job because you think you're going to get found out and, you know, let go. And so you need to see where you are there first, because that really will, if you're in the latter, that really will eat at you and, uh, you know, stress you out and uh, affect your mental health uh, in a severe way. I mean, and like, you know, any mental health issues you know also not be don't be afraid to ask for help or look for help outside because if it's impacting your job and ability to function then then yeah then that's that's more than just a little self-doubt that you're having to talk yourself through if it's really like ruining your day and as you know as so someone who's i've had to manage someone um with you know on the higher end of that spectrum of say like of this self-doubt there's also, it's not, it can be hard to detect and differentiate between, oh, that's just so-and-so having that usual doubt, but they'll get through this project like they always do because they're, you know, another brilliant to like, no, this time is different. There's something going on here. This is a call for help. And um, that can, you know, because they their, op, their daily mode of operating is more on the, like the negative uh, self-doubt side uh, when the real cry for help comes out, it kind of got, uh, lost, you know, uh, it's just the same old, like until it wasn't. Um, so basically, you know, I guess what I'm saying, there's like early communication, being honest yourself is important, but also, yeah, as a, somebody who's managing some, but trying to look out for, and always, you know, don't just write off, you know, every little doubt they might be having, because there may be something there. So it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to, cause you want to, you want to encourage people to, you know, to grow and be your best self and you can do it. But, you know, to a point, sometimes there are certain things people just can't do and you need to take a step back from. 
Um, and then that's not, that isn't just imposter syndrome. Then. And then it's my visa. There's some other crisis going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ways there, as you said, professional help, if it gets to that, definitely, you know, don't hesitate to seek that out. Um, and, you know, also try to create some support or social groups uh, that you can, you know, just talk about. It's like sometimes just sharing your feelings and hearing that others are feeling the same type of doubt uh, just helps, right? It's like, oh, it's a normal thing. Okay, great. It's like having stage fright, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, everyone really has it. Some just know to accept it and they, you know, they, they step on stage and then, uh, you know, rock. And so just knowing that other people are facing the same thing, but hey, you just need to step on stage and then things just get better over time is sometimes all you need to hear to get over that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not suffering in silence, recognizing that if you're going through something hard, you're probably not the only person and it's, yeah. it's okay to raise your hand and say, Hey, I'm, I'm having a hard time. And it, I think one other element of it is that, you know, we kind of hinted on it earlier that it, it kind of can come and go in seasons and it may just be like, yeah, this time in my life, I am more distracted and it's harder for me to focus on certain things. And that makes me worry that I'm going to get found out because I'm stressed about, you know, it's, I just bought a house and I'm trying to move in. So my mind is not, is not entirely able to focus in on these things as much as normal. That means I must be a failure. I must be a fraud. And just kind of having that open communication and helping people like helping each other say like, yeah, no, life happens. It's okay. How can I help you? How can I encourage you? Is there anything that you need? Things like that can, can really mean a lot and can really be helpful to kind of bring you back down to your down to earth and get out of your head. And remember that you're there for a reason, right? You were selected. It's not like you got put into that place without, uh, you know, your manager knowing anything about you. So they, they saw something in you that they said, okay, yeah, you'll be a good fit for this. And so, you know, let that help drive you and, you know, quell some of those doubts. Um, and, you know, if you're still in doubt, I guess, no pun intended, um, then really just feel free to ask your teammates, ask your manager, you know, how do you feel I'm doing? How can I improve? You know, do you think I have a good grasp of this? Um, because when you're in that situation, I mean, just, imagine you know one of the worst things is okay you really don't know as much as the others um and you know they're a lot more experienced and smarter and you have a lot to learn well as as y'all said in this earlier right that's a great place to be to learn right because really the only way is up you you have all these sources to learn from uh you know when i try to you know have a meeting or something i try to surround myself with all the smartest people uh, you know, not unlike right now, you know, um, and so what that means is chances are if you fall, you're going to fall up, you know, meaning that you're going to learn a lot uh, in this process. Uh, and then next time around, you'll come out a little more confident. I think like something that uh, as you're more senior in your career, I think this is one of the things I, I try to be very aware of um, on the teams that I'll lead and around a junior developers and other junior team members and mentoring is just like being open about mistakes I made or when I don't know something just like, I think it does go a long way when a senior team member is just doesn't, it doesn't uh, act like they know everything, you know, being humble. And uh, I, I think I saw like a meme recently, it was something like a junior developer makes mistake. It was like, what's going on in their head? Like, Oh my God, I'm going to get fired. 
senior developer makes a mistake. It's like, hey guys, look at this stupid thing I just did. And I think that's very true. It's just like, yeah, just, you know, call out your mistakes. And I think that helps feed down to helping others get over that, that doubt in themselves. Um, and then, and if you're not doing that, then yeah, but that's uh, if you're not in a culture where the, the senior members are, are like that, you might, it might not be you. You might just be in like a toxic <laughs> environment. Right. Um, just mistakes because aren't allowed. That's yeah, not a exactly. sign. That's not a sign that you're a problem. That's a sign that the place you're at is a problem. And I would like to, to comment on something that you said, Phil, about detecting this on another person. Because um, we can think about this ourselves and trying to identify when this is starting to be a problem. But trying to do the same on another person is really hard. So did you ever try to be more aware of these situations on, on the people around you? I'm not talking about direct management of a team, but just a coworker. Like, do you ever able to detect this situation happening on another person? Um, that's a good question. I, I mean, I think at the, at the experience I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm more aware of it. I think I, I do my best to, um, I guess in my sort of typical approach, I've, I find I tend to like, tend to develop a rapport with, you know, uh, with some of the junior members of the team. So I think maybe that naturally part of those discussions, that sort of mentorship relationship, I'm trying to just reemphasize like, yeah, you're doing a really good job. I'm being very open. I mean, that part of that is, uh, yeah, I don't know that I'm detecting it, but just ways to try to be proactive about like praising people publicly, you know, praise in that team Slack channel, you know, but criticize in private. Um, I think a few cases, you know, there may have been, okay, so-and-so's seems like they're struggling. Let's see how we can help them and maybe pair them up with someone. Um, I don't know that is necessarily like detecting that they have imposter syndrome. I'm thinking more of just detecting someone who's not getting properly mentored. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to know what's going on in another person's head, right? You can make a lot of assumptions, um, but right, we don't know what what just happened the day before to them or what's going on in their life that might be distracting them, especially with the much more remote culture, much more work life. Now it's much harder to really see what's going on when when zoom call ends. Yeah. I I think a lot of times it needs to come from the top down. Like you were saying, like creating a company culture, not just of openness, but of encouragement and of like, like I really liked what you were saying about praise in public, criticize in private, like there, there's a time and a place to say, hey, this could have been better. Hey, I noticed this. But doing that in front of everyone else, especially if someone's like new on a team, that's, that's going to wreck them, I think. So, but, but being able to say and call out like victories that the team and, and the company as a whole is having, I think helps. It helps not, o- not only with like morale as a whole for everyone to see, hey, these are the things that our company is accomplishing, but it helps the individuals on those teams be like, oh, wow, I contributed to that. Like I, I helped with that and kind of trying to, to get at the root of the, those insecurities and say like, no, no, you really are contributing. We're glad you're here. I, th- I think can really go a long way, but it needs to start from the top. And, and what that does is it turns into a stepping stone. Once you solidify that foundation there, that this is okay, you can help each other and, you know, you don't have to keep doubting yourself. What that encourages people to do is take more risks and start going outside of their comfort zone. 
And what I'm talking about is, hey, I'm going to try to do something in this better tech. I don't know it. And I know I don't know it, but I'm still going to try something new uh, because I see there's a lot of potential there. And what these risks can tend to do is uh, help you grow and can provide, uh, you know, great dividends for your company as well if they pay off. I, th- I think one last thing I want to kind of hit on a little bit is, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it can be a legitimate humility, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not fit for this role or that kind of a thing. And like, I, I think there is a place to say, not to take it so far as like, I don't belong here because I don't know this technology or this tool as well as I should, but taking that as an opportunity to say to your manager or, you know, a, a coworker or someone who's just maybe more experienced, like, hey, I would really love to learn more about this. I feel like I could contribute a lot more if I knew how to use Figma better or if I knew more about React or whatever it may be. And trying to turn that instead of a, a reason that you don't belong there into an opportunity to learn more and, and to grow. And I know that's kind of been a theme throughout this whole conversation is like trying to reframe the conversation around growth instead of not measuring up. So yeah, like there, there are resources to learn things. There's training, there's courses, there's smarter people you probably work with who I'm sure would be happy to, to help you learn. And just kind of changing that frame of mind around being open with where you want to grow and seeing that as an opportunity rather than a way it negatively affects other people seeing it as as a way to grow right like you know yeah you you may legitimately not know something that doesn't mean you're an imposter so right like if we just picked anyone off the street and just said hey we'll go go you know be a designer well okay then you were setting them up for failure so assuming you were interviewed and brought into the company and properly vetted and their recruitment pipeline isn't a complete joke like yeah you are probably you probably have the ability to do the things they're asked of you and then if you're not um i think like what we were saying earlier like suffering and silence is rarely the solution to any problem any of life's problems it's like you're saying johnny ask for help your company may have a training budget or someone they can partner you up with like there are ways to fill in that gap because uh, really we're all at least you know in our our roles we're not so much hired just for our ability to know very specific skills and tools because those are going to change from year to year but we all have the capability to learn that's that's the real skill and so yeah sometimes you need to exercise that and and do go off and spend some time learning and um, sharpening the saw but again like just because you're uh, behind so and so on on whatever tool du jour don't don't like feed that into your own identity of, of like right. self worth it's just like okay no this is just a thing i need to work on today to get to other goal you know that's that's just normal what's the cost of doing the work yeah yeah you're more than just your job title and there's there's more to you than just your current skill set because your skill set's going to grow and change over time and once you can get a hold of this and really learn uh, to use it to your advantage, you can really embrace it. And instead of having it sort of as a weakness, you can turn it into a strength. And, and the reason is because oftentimes we're asking ourselves and others, hey, where can I improve, right? In your, in your annual reviews, you're asking, what things can I improve in? Well, just look at the things you're feeling like an imposter in, right? There's your answer right there. You're getting those cues already. So that'll help if you just start listening to it. Uh, instead of beating yourself up about it, you can say, okay, hey, I got the answers of what things can I improve in? I'm going to go set myself a plan 
to say, I'm going to work and uh, research some of these things. And that way you're going to come out the other end uh, much stronger and uh, better for it. Yeah, like I'll use it like a compass rather mm -hmm. than uh, um, something to be afraid of. Like I never really thought of it that way. But that's that's a good idea. Exactly. Well, and this is something that I'm not as experienced with, but Kareem and Phil, I know you two have more experience kind of helping to direct and manage other people. It, you know, my guess would be if they came to you and said, hey, I'm recognizing this is somewhere I need to grow. Can you help me? Instead of you approaching them and saying, hey, do you want to learn anything? And they just say, I don't know. Like that yeah, helps you. That yeah. helps you know, oh yeah, I could actually be, a, a, I can help you develop your career instead of they're just like, I mean, that's, that's some of the hardest parts of like, you know, annual review time when, you know, what's well, the way we do it here? We'll solicit feedback from everyone's peers. And it's usually glowingly positive, but really you need more of that critical feedback to be useful kind of to your point, Kareem. It's like, I don't know what to help you with if you don't know and no one else is identifying anything. And so like, like some of the most useful feedback I've gotten over the years has been just the, the critical, more negative stuff because it's like, okay, yeah, I didn't realize I was doing that or, okay, that's something I need to like call attention to. And that's not a bad thing. Um, and yeah, like, right. You know, we'll, we'll here, we'll have a training budget and it's, you know, Hey, what are you interested in? And some people are very good about, yeah, I have this specific thing I want to go off and do good. We can make that happen. Or, you know, the answer like, eh, I don't know. It's just like, well, I, I, can, I can suggest things to you, but I also can't like, I can't, um, I don't know that it'll be the right match. You, know, you have to, you know, you, you are your best advocate in those cases. And, you know, all else being equal, if you're coming to me and saying, I want to improve on this versus me telling you, you should improve on this. The former is always, you know, preferred because there you're, you yourself are determined and, you know, the chances of success in you seeing it through are much higher than someone else telling you what you need to do. Well, I feel like we, we only scratched the surface of, you know, this is obviously a much bigger topic than we can really drill into in, in one, you know, short podcast. But, you know, if, if anyone listening takes anything out of this, uh, know that you are more than your career and you will continue to grow and learn and change over time and that's okay know that everyone makes mistakes and it's okay to ask for help i think that's the one thing we try to stress more than anything is don't suffer in silence if, if you need help raise your hand people are far more willing to help than we often think and you're you're probably not the only one who suffers with uh feeling like you're not quite measuring up or that other people are smarter than you it's okay to recognize where you need to grow. And that's not a bad thing.